What's going on? Uh, this is going to be episode six of Cap Chat season two. We are going to talk all things budget. We have guests John and student Taylor. Um, they're really great. They bring uh, one, the financial aid and faculty viewpoint to all things budget and also the students, you know, the people taking out the money or borrowing the money or have the money, you know, the, all the ways that you can pay for college. When we talk about that, we talk about all the advantages that capital students have with uh, ways to save money or discounts um, or, you know, even job opportunities. So it's really, really fun. You're going to love it. Come with me. This is season two of Cap Chat, episode six. All right. Welcome to Cap Chat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of CapFam. We help you tap into Capital University's CapFam, the network of thousands working together to help each other succeed. I am one of your co-hosts, John Honaker, and I am here with some pretty interesting people. If you guys are fantastic, we'll find out in this episode, <laughs> right? Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, um, I'm Taylor Adams, and I am a sophomore here at Capital University, and I currently hold three jobs on campus. Whoa. So we're just living it up over here. <laughs> I'm an early childhood education major, and yeah, that's a bit about me. Awesome. Um, I'm John Brown. I'm the director of financial aid. That's my only job here. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I feel like I'm slacking, but... <laughs> Hey, just because your title is shorter than her, you know, three jobs, <laughs> right. it's direct, it's impactful. That's what we want. All right. So uh, you guys have been invited here because today we're going to be talking all things budget, uh, which, you know, I, if my audio engineer could like make that echo just to have more impact. Budget. budget. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Um, because it has that connotation to it, right? Like people are like, budget, ugh turn off, eye roll, uh, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, the heart is where, you know, money lies. And, and you know, we're going to be talking about tuition and, you know, people, uh, these students taking out loans to, to come to college. And then also, are there job opportunities? How, how can I save? How can I be conscious of my budget? All these things. It's actually really, really important. So are you guys ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So tell me all things budget, your experience with budget. I actually want to hear, you know, students perspective. And then, uh, you know, you said that you hold three jobs. So let's talk about <laughs> job opportunities for mm -hmm. students. Yeah. Uh, so I currently am an RA. So that's a resident assistant. Oh, yeah. I work in the admissions office as a visit leader. And then I'm also a building manager in our SCE office in our student union. Now, how did you like find out about those opportunities like were you like hey i need some dough <laughs> that's slang that's cool kid talk mm, yeah. for money <laughs> i'm relevant i'm not 31 okay uh <laughs> so you were like hey i need some money and you were like you you went somewhere to find out where these opportunities were yeah so i came in as a freshman last year and i knew i was good for work study Okay. And so I searched around and I was like, hey, I really need a job. Where does one get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I just started asking around, putting my name out there. And 
it all came together. Could I ask for a little bit more specific, like to, yeah. to a certain organization, to the faculty at Capitol? Who were you asking? Yeah, I actually emailed Jenny Smith, who works in um, our SE office. Okay. And I was like, hey, where can I get a job? And then she like sent me all these links and I was like, okay, applying. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about work study. Mm -hmm. uh, John, if you can chime in, what is work study? How can you find out if you're eligible? you know, all the, all things like that. Yep. So when uh, students apply for financial aid, one of the, one of the things that we offer is a federal work study. Okay. And, and it's a, what we call a campus-based program where the department uh, provides funding to us to help employ students on campus. There's a matching uh, portion that we, the capital provides, but it's a, it's a financial aid award. Now, when you say, uh, you know, the word federal in there, can can students then, if they get, you know, that work study program, can they be like, I'm a federal agent? <laughs> it's not quite that. Oh, but, okay. I mean, it's still super cool, but not quite uh, federal. Um, <laughs> so the a, a lot of it's just where is the funding coming from for right. the program? Um, students that don't receive federal work study can still work on campus. Um, we have a student employment um, page on our website oh, wow. that um, has a link to open jobs throughout the, throughout the year. Um, I always recommend that students, when they come onto campus at the beginning of the school year, if they're interested in working or they want to work, they look there. Um, those jobs can change throughout the year. Right. So there's different things going on at different times of the year. Yeah. So if a student isn't interested in working their first semester, they can always check back or they're not finding a job that they're interested in. They can always check back. Um, the benefit is, um, working on campus, the, the employers know that you're here for school. So right. it's, a it's a great opportunity to make extra income. Um, but also understanding that, you know, if you need time off to study or you have an exam coming up or something like that, you can, they're like they're a little bit more flexible. Yeah, it's like that's your priority. Yeah. yeah. So with holding three of mm -hmm. them, have you been able to experience that flexibility? Oh yeah, my job in the SE office, I sit and do rounds every hour um, in the student union. But other than that, I can just do my homework, and it's an ideal job. <laughs> yeah. So that's one really big benefit with mm -hmm. doing a work study program versus uh, a job around either Bexley or Columbus, where they're like. We get it. You're a student, but we hired you for a job. Uh, that's you know you run that risk of that employer being like you. you I hired you. You need to do your job. Yeah. Uh, not that work study wouldn't be doing their job, mm -hmm. but there's that understanding that school comes first, which Absolutely. is really really cool. Um, can we talk about different work study programs? Of like, are, are there different fields? Like, you know, are there different departments that people are like, oh, that sounds interesting. I would love to to get involved with that. I know that I did a work study when I was a student. It was just because uh, a professor came in the same year that I started, Chad Lowridge, he still teaches here. And I was like, you do all things audio engineering and like recording. I, what can I do? I want to do all <laughs> the things. And he was like, clean the studios. And I was like, you got it. <laughs> and I had a dustpan for three years. It was really great. Um, <laughs> But like, what are some other opportunities that would be available? Uh, practically every department on campus has that opportunity. Um, any any department that needs student help, they can contact us to create a position. Obviously, there's um, budget considerations; they have to be able to cover a portion of it, um, right. and and that's that's done kind of higher levels. But 
uh, most every every department um, can create a position, um, and and we just like I said, we'll list those out on that job board, and um, students can take a look and see what's what's available. Um, but we have we have a work study student in the financial aid office, the registrar's office. Um, okay, wow. You know, pretty much all over campus, and it, it's um, a lot of the. Um, Athletic department, um, they have a lot of jobs that are available. Oh, yeah. um, so again, depending on what what sport is in season, might have a job, and so folks will move around. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Now let's move into uh, if you guys want to talk about all things budget. Um, should students have a budget? Um, absolutely. I mean, one of the episode over. That was <laughs> cool. I think I said it all. Yeah. Um, well. I would say that when you say budgets, people think of, you know, like you said earlier, it's as exciting as uh, applying for financial aid or doing your taxes. I mean, right. you you don't like the idea that because it feels like it's more of a burden right. than um, giving you a sense of control. Right. And and that's, that's really what a budget should be doing. I love um, that. The difference between it, sh- it shouldn't be seen as a bur- burden. It should be you feeling like you are in control. That's, yeah, I love that idea. And, and, um, it can be overwhelming. Um, one of the things I, I did last night that, you know, in preparation for today is Googled how to make a budget and, um, <laughs> wait a minute, it, <laughs> Hold on. well, I know how to do it. I'm okay. just saying that I did this for, this is the, the reason I did this. Um, I received 1,980,000,000 responses in 0.62 seconds. Right. So you know, it's overwhelming. I mean, if you, if you don't have any idea how to build a budget, you Google it and that's the kind of response you get back. Yeah. What do you do? And, and every article was 12 things you should know about budgets, five things you should know about budgets, the absolute worst thing you could do with a budget. And, you know, it's all these things that, you know, go into that. And, um, so, you know, again, it can be overwhelming, but the point is you need to have a budget so you can control, um, you have some control over what you're doing with your money. So this is the million dollar, excuse the money pun in that <laughs> question. Question, Taylor, do you have a budget? Yes. Uh, so right now with all of my jobs, what I do is I take the money that I get from them and they go directly into my savings account. Um, that's to help pay off my loans. Hmm. <laughs> and then if need be, I'll take like $50 out a month from my savings, put it in my checking so I can have some spending because I'm normally just on campus. Right. Other than that. Yeah. Okay. John, what is our first steps in creating a budget? Um, the, uh, to me, the important part is making sure you know how much, um, two things, how much do you owe each month? Um, and, and where's the money coming from or how, how much money do you have okay. to put towards that? Um, if you're working three jobs, you probably don't get to go out very much. So maybe your expenses are a little bit, um, a little bit less, but, um, part of it too, is understanding when the, when the money is coming to you. So students that receive financial aid, if they're borrowing and they have a refund that comes to them, that's typically at the beginning of the semester. So you have to budget that money over the course of the entire semester. Um, if you're working a work study job or other jobs, you're typically getting paid you know, once every two weeks. So you're, you know, just understanding what your cash flow is so that you can um, plan for the expenses that you'll have, whether it be a monthly budget. Some people do a weekly budget, that type right. of thing. Yeah. 
Um, you mentioned uh, all going into your checking account mm-hmm. or all going into your savings account and then putting some of it into your checking account. We've uh, looked up, I've done the research as well. There's like <laughs> a lot of different methods out there. There's um, things like the envelope method. Mm. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard about that. Yep. It's Dave Ramsey, uh, so uh, dealing with actual cash and then you put uh, – your available funds mm. into envelopes, whatever, whatever it is, right? That's for food, that's for gas, that's for rent, all that kind of thing. Um, and so you're like physically getting used to your actual budget with physical tender, yep. uh, <laughs> which is, you know, really hands-on. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, other research has shown that like, you know, you can create, there's a lot of uh, fee-less checking accounts and savings accounts like you won't get dinged based on how much money so people have actually applied the envelope system to their mm-hmm. bank accounts the savings account is for this the savings account and they open up five six seven different accounts wow. with their bank to be able to categorize and do their spending that way so again just some helpful tips yeah. and uh you know you got to figure out um I'm going to refer back to what you said, John. You have to feel like you're in control mm-hmm. instead of helpless. Because if you continue to feel helpless, uh, you're just going to either be like, ignorance is bliss. It's, <laughs> it's not there. It's totally fine. <laughs> or you're going to be like, hey, I know what's happening. I know what money's coming in, what money's going out. Um, so what does a typical budget look like? Can we talk hard numbers, uh, percentages? Um, yeah, I would say that... Uh, one of the things that we, you know, that I personally have looked towards is the, um, I believe that it's a 50-30-20 rule, and it's 50% of your budget should be focused on your financial needs. Okay. So housing, groceries, transportation, those type of things. Um, um, 30% towards your wants, so things that you, you want to do. Okay. Um, whatever whatever that might be. It could be a gym membership, uh, um, you know, going to the movies, whatever, whatever you consider a want versus a need. Right. And then 20% towards savings. Um, again, uh, there's a lot of different ideas that, you know, this is the, I, you know, what everybody should be doing, but you have to figure out what works for you. So, um, you know, finding ways to determine, you know, is there, is there a cheaper way to live? Um, becoming an RA. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, a great, a great way of, um, covering the expenses that you might not have the ability to cover or you would have to borrow or do something else. Right. Um, so just looking at the, the actual uh, required things that you have to pay for and determining how you, how you can do that. All right. So 50% towards needs, mm-hmm. 30% towards wants. My dad says, I don't know the difference between the two <laughs> and then 20% to savings. Okay, and that's like a good starting point. All those are flexible, but obviously uh, you can work, either gain more income mm-hmm. based on, you know, you need your needs right. or, uh, you know, cut costs to figure out what the wants are. Right. Okay, all right, that's that's pretty good. And I've found as I've gotten older, needs and wants can vary. I mean, right. coffee used to be... Uh, a want now it's a need. So, you know, those are, but I've, I've found also, you know, making coffee at home is a lot cheaper. So, right. Um, yeah, you just have to find a way to make sure that it kind of fits into that. Um, 
So speaking of making coffee at home versus buying, you know, a $6 whatever latte, um, I'm neither guilty nor want to comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) What are some other ways to save money on, you know, livelihood, especially for a student here on campus? Well, um, one of the things I would say is that, you know, if you are living on campus and you have a meal plan, um, you're going to, you know, part of what you get in that meal plan are cat bucks. Um, and you know, with the meal plan, you get so many swipes and so many cat bucks. And if you don't use them, you lose them kind of thing. So you want to make sure that you're, you're maximizing that. Um, but cat bucks are a way to, um, to use your meal plan, the, an expense that you've already incurred, um, for, um, things across the street, restaurants, um, those types of things that, that accept those cat bucks. And okay, so, so there are businesses that accept cat bucks, yeah. and they say, we'll give you great food or whatever that, that business is right. for in exchange for cat bucks. Do they give, do, is there like a discount associated with cat bucks? Um, I believe that they, uh, they do some discounting, okay. um, but it's, it's essentially uh, a currency that you can use that, you know, contracted with those those different businesses. So go find it out. You know, yeah. uh, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. Taylor, what are some tips and tricks, things that you've done to help you save money or spend your money better? Yeah. Uh, well, definitely being an RA helps me save money a lot. Okay. Um, that covers my room, but we also have meal plans. And so just understanding that I am paying for this food, so I should probably eat it. Right. <laughs> um, but also having those cat bucks is super nice. My friends and I will, uh, we have this group chat. And so we'll text, hey, let's go on Main Street. Let's go eat it up. <laughs> and right. then we just like uh, overwhelm the business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they love that. Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> um, but it's nice because you kind of feel like you're getting away from campus a little bit. Uh, but you're also not spending like your own physical like dollars or your credit card, which is really nice. Right. That's great. Mm-hmm. Before we move on from tips and tricks and ways to save money, uh, I think we're missing a big one. Do you guys know what it is? What? <laughs> really? You guys, we work at a college campus. Uh, it's the library. Mm-hmm. We have the Blackmore Library here. And then right next to it is the Bexley Library. Um People don't actually, you know, attend libraries as much as they're, they should. You know, that's where you can get all the entertainment value, movies. Yeah, of course. But like books and everything, there's um, ability to, to borrow new releases even. Uh, so here's an example of why you should go to the library more. Have you ever been scrolling on a streaming service? And been like, oh, I really want to show you this movie or show you this show. And you can't find it because the, the show Netflix has lost the licensing or Hulu mm-hmm. doesn't have it anymore. Do you know where that show is? Where? The library. The library. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's great because they have everything. And you just be like, oh, now you can see Raiders of the Lost Ark or, you know, <laughs> insert a movie that your significant other hasn't seen and you have to show them. And you're like. It's very important that you see Silence of the Lambs. It's not. Don't see it. It's very scary. Um, So uh, moving from that, let's talk about the nitty gritty. You're here at school. You're paying for it somehow. Uh, That is why we're saying you need to be budget conscious. 
And actually, that is the thing that is recommended is included in your budget, that cost of college and a university tuition. Yeah. I um, One of the things that the financial aid office does during um, orientation is meet with every family. Um, and we go over the award letter and discuss, you know, how, how are they going to help pay for this? And um, it seems like a bit of an oversimplification, simplification, but um, there's only three ways of paying or there's three ways that you pay for college. And that's either before college with savings, right? Um, during college with income that you have or financial aid um, that you receive during that time or after college with loans that you borrow during the time that you're in school. Got so um, there's, there's, you know, those three mechanisms that most everybody has available to them. Um, so we, we kind of talk through uh, looking at uh, the cost, the entire cost of your education. Yeah. So being here all four years um, and, and that gets you through that part of it. But if you have borrowed, making sure that you're considering your budget and your plan for repayment. Um, It it doesn't do anybody any good to get through this part of it and then struggle to pay back their student loans. I have to pay it back? Yes. (laughs) What? Hold on. (laughs) And, um, you know, surprisingly, there's a lot of of times that that, um, students or parents don't realize that how much they borrowed or or, um, that they are borrowing. Um, there's a lot of mechanisms that are in place to safeguard that so that um, most everybody knows. Um, but, you know, you get you don't necessarily think of the repayment part of it. Your goal is to get through school. Right. And so we we encourage everybody. And, and it's one of the things that um, I know the financial aid staff is passionate about is making sure that if you are in that situation, that you're understanding what it is you have to do after you're done. Um, because we don't want anybody to be surprised and, and we don't want anybody to, um, you know, be frustrated that they've gotten a great education and now they're struggling to figure out how to pay for it on the back end. Yeah. The only surprise that you want financially is how much you've saved mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, bank in your error, yeah. bank error in your favor. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the surprises we want with money. Yeah. Uh, Taylor. Uh, I want you to chime in. Yeah. How, what's your experience with this? Yeah. So as a sophomore, now I've gone through about a year and a half dealing with all college finances, which is so exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, but Capital is extremely generous in the scholarships that they give, which is great. Uh, but I also am taking out loans every year. Uh, but I have set myself up on a trajectory to try and pay them off. Um, so I paid off my loan from last year already. Woo woo. And so we're just trying to continue that. So once I graduate, I don't have to look at all my money that I have to pay back. Would you, uh, so where does the motivation for that, uh, come from? Like, were you like, I'm going to be conscious of this, what I'm borrowing, you know, that number is right there. I'm not going to ignore it. Like what, or you just... Tell me about you. What, okay. what about Taylor? Were you like, I'm going to do this? Um, I'm just trying to set myself up so I can feel secure after graduation uh, to be able to get my own place and not have to worry about um, saving more money to spend on the loans that I haven't paid off. Right. So just, I guess, security and like John was saying earlier, control. I want to feel in control. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Taylor, John, this has been really awesome talking about, you know, a volatile subject like money. You know, people don't like talking about their money. 
What is the last bit of advice, maybe talking to you mm-hmm. as a freshman, what advice would you give uh, either to you yourself or to somebody else that you would say, hey, this is really great? Or, John, what are some most common questions that you're like, here's the answer that you need as you're coming into this really amazing time of your life? Yeah, uh, I would say for incoming freshmen, especially like little me last year when I was coming in, yeah, uh, just make sure you plan and you know what you're getting yourself into, but also save some money to have some fun. Like these are the four years where you can have like good experiences. So plan, budget, and just to have fun while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the one thing I guess I would say is make sure that you ask, ask for help. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, this can be overwhelming. Um, we, we in the financial aid office understand that we meet with families, we talk through it. Um, but that's not the only opportunity. So if you, um, have questions throughout the year, um, something changes, let us know. I mean, cause you, you, you know, and having a budget, you can, you know, you may not have as much control over, what you have to spend or how much money is coming in, but there's different options that are available. Um, The other thing I wanted to just quickly mention is that um, uh, Molly Bauman in our office, she uh, goes to the UC 199 classes each fall and talks through all things financial aid, budgeting, um, repayment of student loans, all of that. So um, take advantage of that and, and um, make sure that you're, you're paying attention to those kind of things. Um, because again, this is, this is, uh, um, you can really be set up, um, very well, um, or you can, you can, um, have instances where you might struggle and you don't need to struggle. Um, so, you know, ask for the help. Um, one of the other things I would like to mention is that, uh, we offer financial aid through the financial aid office, obviously the scholarships and grants. Um, we also have, uh, access to, or we hear about outside scholarships that are available. Um, and we have a Facebook page for the Capital University Financial Aid Office. Okay. Um, Karen Lawler in our office, she will review those um, um, different advertisements about these outside scholarships, and then she'll post them. So throughout the year, there's always going to be different options to apply for additional aid. So if, you know, what you have right now, you could bolster that with some additional additional scholarships throughout the course of the year. Fantastic. This is a lot of information. Uh, I've learned a lot. I hope our audience has learned a lot. Thank you guys for spending a little bit of time with me. And we all, we've all learned. Oh yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) So thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.